Welcome to Being Bold, the show that talks about the journey to the business development. Hi, I'm Cecilia Younger. Today we're talking to Tim Conan, who's the founder of Paramount Quote Insurance Advisors. Hi, Tim. Welcome to Being Bold. Hi there. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, today's topic is burnout being a business owner and entrepreneur. This topic is near and dear to my heart because I experienced it and it really wasn't pretty. Um, it was a challenging time. Being an entrepreneur, it's like burnout is one of the top reasons people return to a job because they can't get out of the never ending spiral of burning out and trying to figure out one to identify it and then how do you address it. And so it contributes to losses of motivation and really not getting the customers that you want because you're not motivated. Tim, tell me about Paramount Quote Insurance Advisors. Well, we are a um, national independent broker. We do business in all 50 states and we uh, mainly focus on providing final expense life insurance for seniors all over the United States. And uh, we have top level training that is next to none in the industry. We help a lot of, uh, we help 90% of our clients get day one level coverage. That's burial insurance without a waiting period, even if they have moderate health conditions, because that's the type of training that we have that allows us to find the right policy uh, for oh. seniors where they can pass the underwriting, even if they have a few um, moderate health conditions. So that's basically what we do. And uh, we also have uh, Medicare supplements. So we, we do uh -huh. a lot of, we deal with a lot of different products in the senior market, but our primary focus is providing final expense life insurance to seniors. Okay. So who, I mean, you talk about seniors, but what is the age that you really work with or start working well, with? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Uh, well, you know, the term senior is, uh, it used to mean 50 and older, but nowadays with a lot of carriers, the way uh, things are kind of changing over time is now carriers are starting to provide uh, life insurance for final expenses uh, for typically people about between the ages of 45 and then all, all the way up to age 85 in most really? cases. Okay. Yeah. So, so then after 85, you can't get insurance? Well, there's some carriers, but they're far and few between. That's why it's mm -hmm. always important for a senior to get coverage while they're as really as soon as they, they know about it, as soon as they feel the need and know that it's something they need in their life. Uh, we recommend obviously getting it as soon as possible, the sooner, the better. And then what the sooner, the better, the lower the price. Exactly. Because <laughs> um, rates are based off of your age. So okay. the higher you go in age, the more expensive the premium is going to get. So the sooner you get it and get the the uh, rate locked in, which it should be, most products out there should lock in. If they don't, there's a problem. Uh -huh. uh, then, you know, you're, you're, you're fine for life at that point. You should be good to go. And God forbid, when that time comes, your family's going to have peace of mind. Yeah. Tim, so what happened in your case about you feeling that you, you wanted to give up? Well, burnout, just like you said, burnout, and it kind of, it really does creep up on you. It's not something that you necessarily know right away. But you, you start to sense it when you just start feeling very unmotivated in a bunch of different ways, whether it's really in, in my case, for example, because what, what, what do me and my agents do? We're on the phones all day. So when you find yourself not wanting to make that next phone call, you're not as excited as you used to be to make, to make the next phone call. That's when I really realized that the burnout was starting to set in, that I just didn't feel as motivated to be on the phones and doing what I love, talking to clients and assisting them and things like that. And that's why, you know, it started, it, it started there and then mm -hmm. it started to creep up in other areas of the business as well. I found myself not really wanting to talk to our, our, uh, our assistants and everything like that for a couple of different cases and things. I would kind of want them to just figure it out. It just, 
basically it was it's almost like a regression you go from being high level of activity you're on top of everything to kind of just well i'll get to that here in a little while i'll get to yeah. that in a couple hours and all of a sudden hours have gone by and you haven't gotten the the other work done that you that you know you need to get done yeah and that's for, yeah in my case it became days right yeah right yeah. It, exactly and it um that's when i kind of i began to realize that it was a problem now mm -hmm. uh um to help uh to help mitigate that problem part of that to really help out with it a little bit and and everything was to start kind of outsourcing a lot of that as well to start take a little bit off of my plate and pass it on over to other people that i had hired so they can help me and assist me with it because the burnout was the burnout was coming on because there's just way too much for one single person to do Right. So what do you do? What do you have to do at that point? You have to hire help. You have to get somebody to, you know, be right there with you to help out and take some of that workload. Cause that's, that's where burnout com really comes from is the over amount of work. And you start to feel, uh, what's that old saying? Um, over analysis is mental paralysis. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's how basically it was going for me. And that's when I realized that I needed some help. Yeah. No, I, I identified because I was, when I started feeling it, it was when I was taking on too much. And it was not because right. it wasn't something that I enjoyed. It was something that I really did enjoy. But mm. all the other mundane things which I could have given to other people, I didn't. I kept on trying to do everything and, and being being the person for it all. And yeah, I just kind of just, at the end of the day, I just didn't even, I just wanted to stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just not go back in. Yeah. Exactly. So then, so then what did you do about it? I mean, after you have, you've identified it. That that's when I took, I had to, uh, I, I took some steps. So after I identified that I was having burnout, I just basically, uh, I had to actually have, uh, my, my wife, cause she, she helps me in the business as well. Mm -hmm. I actually just told her, I just need, you know, I just basically took like a, a mini vacation. That was the only real thing that I could see to do at that point was to kind of unplug after I'd outsourced some of the other tasks to other people and employees. I decided to go ahead and take about, you know, roughly four to five days, uh, just unplugging and, uh, really being, I, I didn't even really go anywhere. I just stayed at home for a little while and just relaxed, read a few books and things like that. And just basically, I basically reset. That's the best way I could put it. I, I just put everything to a hard stop. I took some time off and then I reset my mind and I came back in Monday, pretty much ready to go. I was definitely, uh, I was feeling a lot better just by doing something as simple as that. Really? Because I know when I try to do that, I have issues of anxiety. Um, right. And the whole mind shift that, mm -hmm. that you need to just to put everything down. It's like, I can't get to it. And I feel... One, I feel guilty, but I feel anxiety and I feel like I'm, I'm just, I need to do this and this and this. And I, and I can't just turn it off. How did you turn it off? I turned it honestly by, uh, through entertainment. Entertainment was the best way to, uh, to keep, I mean, one, I, I did read books and I also, you know, spent some time just watching a couple of really good movies that I've been wanting to see, but all my work stopped me from being able to watch them. Uh -huh. That was, that was really, uh, um, it's kind of a good and bad thing because I don't like to say that people, I mean, 
movies can really help you shut your brain off. You know, when your attention is on like a movie or even music, but music, there's nothing really to put your eyes on. It's more of a, it's more of a, what's the word for the ears for um, audio um, auditory. Yeah. It's an audit. It's an auditory stimulation. It's not something that your whole, when you look at a movie, the, this is something I, I have a lot of fun researching this stuff on the side, but when you look at a movie, you see pictures that have been put in front of the screen along with audio. And it basically hits all the senses that the primary senses that you use in your day-to-day life. So it can really help you just kind of shut down your mind and just relax and lose yourself in a nice entertaining film for mm-hmm. a few hours to get a rid, get rid of that anxiety. So that's what I use. I mean, I really, um, I don't want to call myself a catch potato by no means. I have way too much work to do, but when I get the time, I will go, I will gladly relax and be a little bit of a couch potato for a few hours. <laughs> so that's really how I, how I did it. That was the, that was the quickest thing that I could do. You know, it, it's, um, you want something quick to help your mind to relax and be at ease, you know, a nice movie and things like that is really what, what I do to deal with burnout. So then how do you sustain it? Because just shutting everything off and just mm-hmm. um, attending to actually self-care, that can, it's not sustainable in the long run um, mm-hmm. because you should you should really be involved with self-care and self-management so that you're healthy mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally, and physically. So how, what do you do now? Well, basically it's kind of a, uh my sense since we outsource things it's a lot easier for me to not get caught up in burnout as much as i used to mm-hmm. so really it's um it's really just developing good i mean good hobbies that help me shut down my mind cuz uh, movies is kind of a hobby but it's also mm-hmm. just you're not very involved but whenever you're involved in a few things like another thing i've started doing is painting i like oh, to okay. uh, actually you know, you can purchase a nice little painting kit right off of Amazon for like $20 nowadays. It'll give you a bunch of colors. It's amazing. Uh, you know, it, um, the internet's awesome. But the, yes. thing, the thing is, is that when you have something to paint, I mean, you can really lose yourself in doing that. And it's very enjoyable and you feel productive while doing it. Because look, I just painted this really nice picture. I'm not that great at it right now. But the times I've tried, I managed to, you know, make a little bit of an ocean. Uh, I even wrote words in a really cool looking text and things like that. Motivational words for work, things like that. So basically different outlets. I find different things to do, whether it's painting. Uh, Another thing I get into as well is like building models and things like that. I would, you know, there's a hobby, hobby shops all over the place. So I'll go and try to find things to make like a little model, whether it's a, um, like one of those old style of uh, sailing ships, things like Uh that. Oh, yeah, because I know um, what I've done is why well, weld and I do welded sculpture. And, right, right. Yeah. And so what I what I have done is actually I I created for other people. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really nice when you get those commissions to do it. But as I'm welding, I actually listen to a book on tape because mm-hmm. that helps take me away from any other distraction that I have and allows me not to think about, not the welding part, because I always have to think about the welding part, but right. like things that I have to do at work or or with work, because I, I have both, yeah, my auditory and my visual senses going off in different ways. It's really satisfying to me and I can actually just sit down and just weld. And then the mm-hmm. other thing I do is I play golf. But even when I play golf, my mind, drifts away and it's hard to bring it back. Um, 
just because sometimes you're just sitting around just waiting to tee off. But yeah, those are the things that I found that that you really have to just take yourself away and do something else so that you can be more productive while you are at your job doing what you love to do. Have you ever tried meditating? Uh, a few times. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, typically uh, for me, meditation for me in particular never really never really worked. It's hard for me to quiet my mind uh, mm-hmm. for things like that. But I also found that instead of meditating, just relaxing and say like writing things down in just a journal uh, was uh-huh. a very was a very effective thing for me. I as if if I can't quiet my mind and it's just gonna you know go all over the place, I might as well take those thoughts and transfer them to paper. That was my reasoning. Right. So that's instead of that, I'd, I'll, I'll journal. Yeah, and um, right along with journaling, that was one of the reasons why I developed this business journal mm-hmm. and it really helped me reflect every day about what I was doing what my goals are mm-hmm. and so that I can know what I want to do with the next day but it was kind of like closure for that day's activity so then I can move on and there weren't any loose ends because I actually reflected on it um, so yeah journaling has helped me as well mm-hmm. yeah do you have any like mantras that you developed or things that you tell yourself, either daily, just so that you are motivating yourself and and helps to reduce the the burnout from coming back. Well, uh, okay. Well, if it comes to because the there's only really one mantra that I've developed, but it's more mm-hmm. or less when it comes to when you, I I teach it to all my agents whenever we're having like a bad day on the phones because sales is a very up and down thing. You know, some days you're mm-hmm. successful, some days you're not, and that's just the way it is. But the right. cool part is it always comes out in the wash if you stick with it. Uh, one of the things that we say is just work the numbers. Because at the end of the day, for something in our profession in sales, it's about working the numbers. There's going to be X amount of people that we talk to that are not going to want to speak with us. They, you know, they, for whatever reason, they decide against what they were inquiring about. And mm-hmm. we have to learn to go past them and get to the clients that are interested and very much want to get a policy and protect their families. So right. that's when we realized it's just a numbers game. You have to talk to X amount of people to you know, generate your income and help them at the same time. So just work the numbers. So that's the mantra that we have. Oh, wow. And that is so true, especially for sales, any type of sales. It's you have to know that it is a numbers game because you can't take rejection personally. If you take rejection personally, um, yep. you're less likely to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. What are three things that you would suggest for people who are feeling like they are burnt out? My, uh, well, the, the top one, honestly, is the journaling. Start writing down what, what you see. I mean, that, that really, because that really is a powerful thing. Uh, I would say the moment that you start to feel as if you're burnt out, you're feeling like you don't want to get to your task, start writing that down in the journal. You know, uh-huh. just write out the words. I cannot do this task today. Why is this happening to me? And just and just read it over to yourself and think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then that'll help you identify that you're suffering a little bit of burnout. It's probably time to take some action. So then that'll lead me into number three. You know, learn. Number three is basically finding yourself one of those hobbies. It can be, you know, if, if, if uh, doing a movie doesn't really work for you, or at least, you know, something to start out with, then picking up painting and stuff, something that you really enjoy that's flexible and uh, learning how to unplug and get right into that at the end of the day. Uh-huh. And then number three would be knowing that it doesn't, it's not going to last forever. 
knowing that it's, it burnout does come, but it also goes as long as you just manage it correctly. And at the number three is, I think a lot of people don't see like the clearing from the forest. Right. Yeah. And you have to just believe that it will clear and mm -hmm. you will go back onto the top of your game. Third is my, it was my most important one. That's why I saved that for last because that, uh, you just like you said, you got to see the other side of the tunnel. Don't think about yourself in the tunnel. Think about the other side. Right. The outcome. Yeah, that is so true. So true. Well, Tim, I want to thank you for coming out to being bold and sharing your experiences with burning out because I think that it is a, a topic that is not uh, talked about enough. Exactly. Um, too many people go through it and many times people feel they are like they're alone and um, you're not. Nope. Yeah. In the least bit. Everybody <laughs> has it. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thanks for listening to Being Bold. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email at Cecilia at beingboldanddriven.com or message me on Facebook or Twitter at Being Bold. Thank you.